Welcome to Dissecting the 80s. I am Trip Lano, one half of the Mega Podcasting Powers. And with me, as always, is my tag team partner, a man smart enough to know that it, when you want to hide a body, you don't use the swimming pool. The Macho Mandrew. Andrew Lano. And uh, yeah, there are a lot of better places to hide a dead body. Also, counterpoint, don't have a dead body. <laughs> good good clarification there in case the police are listening. What's up, police? We know you're out there. <laughs> we hey, Jagger are... Hoover. How you doing? <laughs> That's a, you think you're that important that the head of the FBI is listening to you from beyond the grave? You think it would be on the game? Okay, good clarification. I was like, I got some news for you, buddy. Not only is he in trouble on this realm, he's in trouble on a whole different realm of planar existence. Yeah, because I am Oda Mae Brown, as we've covered. <laughs> this fall. <laughs> Go for it. Ghost Investigators? I don't know. We got to work on that title. <laughs> That was a weak title. Yeah, it was. It was bad. It was. It was real bad. Um, but I kind of want to see Ghost Inspectors. I do want to see a movie wherein the only way to solve a crime is to enlist the ghost of J. Edgar Hoover. Like I feel like I would get behind this. It was like someone. I'm, I'm on board for that. Some guy like has been uh, an assassinator for like decades, and then they like find the Hoover case file. Like, if only we could ask him what these notes mean, and then they have to get out like a Ouija board, and there's they like I'm picturing them like blowing on the files like to get the dust off. Yeah, of course, the dust forms Jagger Hoover, the Federal Bureau of Investigations. (laughs) Oh damn it! You got it. That was the title. That is it. Oh, <laughs> I need to go edit that back in. The federal, federal <laughs> buru. Oh my god, it was right there. Damn it! It took a second, but we got there. Anyway, we are Hollywood. <laughs> if you need title guys, <laughs> let us know. Uh, we'll also write federal buru buru of investigation. Buru, <laughs> buru whatever. You, buru, you sound buru. so drunk. <laughs> That, well, that's because in our version, J. Edgar Hoover in the afterlife is always drunk. Yeah, it's like he's at the Overlook Hotel. Yeah, yeah. Like, I have to tell you something. That John Kennedy's a real son of a bitch. <laughs> anyway, we are here to talk about the final film in our slashuary, a movie celebrating its 35th anniversary just a week ago. The house on Sorority Row. So you know what that means. We gotta go back. We gotta go dissect the 80s. It's your house, mother. Something's gotta be done about your house, mother. When the mega powers explode. I'm talking about the 80s. Oh, yeah. Great Scott. Cream of the crop. Oh, 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 oh yeah. Mega powers, yeah. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious shit. So I looked up that house mother on IMDb because I was curious. The actress? She has, yeah, the actress. And she has one of the most interesting film credits I've ever seen. So she's, a, from, what I, the, from what it says on IMDb, a pretty uh, prolific stage actor in the D.C. area. So she's mm-hmm. been in three things that filmed in the D.C. area. This in 83, an episode of Homicide in the 90s, and then that Chris Rock movie, Head of State, which also filmed a bunch in D.C. 
Really? Yeah, where he the one where Chris Rock became president. Okay, sure. You know that reality I prefer to the one we're actually living in. <laughs> yeah, I'll take that. I'll take that movie star. <laughs> I'll take that celebrity. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. So anyway, um, that's not her voice. First of all, it's not. I I read that. But this movie starts with a very bizarre blue and black tinted flashback sequence. Well, what we learn is a flashback sequence, but what I was convinced in the beginning of the movie is like, oh, this is that thing where we're watching the movie on TV, but we're in the TV for some reason, and then it's going to pull back, and it's going to be like a girl eating popcorn on a couch. Oh, you th- I didn't get that at all, but that would have been really cool. But instead, it was this very dramatic scene of a doctor delivering a baby and then being like, the baby is lost. Smash cut to a beautiful, perhaps the most beautiful I've ever seen, in fact. Uh, you know, maybe the most beautiful, not just that I've ever seen, just like the most beautiful period uh, college campus of all time, which also happens yeah. to be the one where I went to school. I was going to say, where were we going to put that in? Um, so, did that you, was 100% like is, a quad where I walked to class and that, that was it. Yeah. So, but um, was this house actually like nearby? No, the actual house on Sorority Row, um, they, walk by a, they walk by actual frat row, but then they go to this house, which is about 15, 20 minutes north of me. I actually looked it up on Google Maps today and it looks almost the same outside still. You can, it's hard to see on Google Maps because there's a lot of trees, but mm-hmm. the parts of the house you can see, it's definitely still standing and looking much the same. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if it had, I don't know if the pool was real or not, but at least like the front, there's a couple shots of the front of the house in the movie where there's some very, uh, un- I don't know if unique's the right word, but v- they stand out these little second floory window cornice things. So you can, you can obviously see it on the Google map. So still around today, this movie was totally filmed right around where I went to school and live now in the Baltimore area. Yeah. Also, before we jump into it, sorry, I have one more quick aside note here. So the director of this movie went on to be like a pretty huge fan of Lizzie McGuire. Um, Wait, Lizzie McGuire is in the Disney show? Yes. He directed a fan. He directed a bunch of episodes of the show. And then (gasps) he actually must have become a fan of actual Lizzie McGuire. What's that girl's name? Hillary Duff. Hillary Duff. Um, He directed a Cinderella story and... Oh, Mom and I loved that movie. Probably present tense. Love that movie. I haven't seen it in a minute. I literally can't read my own handwriting. The f- Raise your voice. The forward Mary? <laughs> Hang on. What's the Hillary gonna... Duff movie with uh, that starts with the? <laughs> this is good. The this forward is good. Mary. <laughs> it's definitely not the forward Mary. I can't read my own handwriting. <laughs> but the, another Hang Hillary on. Duff while movie. I, while I look that up, I want you to he think also... of what the forward Mary is about. <laughs> the, the forward Mary is about... Um, the relationship between Mary Magdalene and Jesus Christ, where it, it's a Christian film, uh, where Mary like really wants to get busy with it. And Jesus played is by like, Candace Cameron Bure. Oh yeah. Uh, no, cause she's too religious. And I want like a, I want like a sexy Mary, Mary, Mary Magdalene in this movie. Cause she's like trying to tempt Jesus. And Jesus is like, I'm trying to do miracles with fishes and loaves here. And he's like, you know, making all this bread for poor people. And she's like, but Jesus, Come to bed with me. She's very forward. She's the. What did you say? Mary. I'm sorry. What was the movie? The Forward Mary. Hang on. <laughs> it would have been right after or in the ballpark of a Cinderella story in the uh, Hillary Duff. I've got uh, the perfect man. There it is. 
There it is. See, I, that was close. I was only off by two letters. I'm, I'm giving myself partial credit. But he also directed two Disney Channel original movies, Life Size and Model <gasps> Behavior. Wait, he, he directed Life Size? Yes. <laughs> that was one of the best. <laughs> so there's Life Size and Model Behavior. One of those is the one where Tyra Banks comes to life like, from like That's weird life science size. style. Okay. That's Mod- Life Size, and it also includes the song, Shine Bright, Shine Far, Don't Be Shy, Be a Star. Well... Model behavior is also very similar. It's like a model learning to love or something like that. It's a, it's, I think it's, oh, uh, two girls, like, uh, they switch places. Uh, it's a girl who is a model, and, uh, oh, Alex is a shy, insecure teenage girl who dreams of becoming a fashion designer. Then she meets a famous teenage model, and then they switch places. Justin Timberlake's in that, and so is, um, it's like ramen noodle uh, hair, Maggie. Justin Timberlake, too. No, it's not blonde. It's brown. Oh, but yes. okay. But it's still and ramen it stars noodly. Jules. Jules from Psych. Oh, okay. Anyway, that is a lot of preamble ramble about the people that made this movie. Let's get into the movie. Please take it away. I'm so sorry. I, I, you, you, you tripped me up. That's well, crazy. I, it was, it, he's wire. like, he became like a huge fan of Hilary Duff and like worked with her a lot. She's apparently pretty good to work with. Yeah, must have been. So after the blue montage and we've... Uh, you know, she asks about her child, and he just sh- he she shake he shakes his head, and she says no. We like smash cut to vi- really vivid colors, and as as kind of like a what seems to be like a silly, stupid movie. There's a lot of interesting cinematography choices, which I appreciate. But there's also it's this shot of all the girls in white in front of the sorority house, and in my like 2018 brain, everything has to be immediate. I was like, oh, pig's blood. We're gonna draw pig's blood on. Right? <laughs> No, like it takes a little while to get going. <laughs> it has to be a slower burn than that, Andrew. To be fair, we just watched a movie two weeks ago for the podcast that was very much like, oh, yeah, we're dumping pig's blood on it in the first minute, except it was nudity. <laughs> so it's fine. Every, everyone is dead. Yeah. So I will prepping. say, actually, about this movie that there's surprisingly a surprisingly small amount of blood and nudity for, like, the murder on Sorority Row, essentially. Yeah, I don't care about these kind of movies having nudity because I'm an adult who has access to the internet now, but like, Oh, the, I agree. I, that's, the, <laughs> I, I have no problem with there not being nudity in a slasher movie anymore, even though that is kind of like a standard for the genre. But what I did find kind of disappointing is the, the kills in this movie are so underwhelming until like the last 20 minutes. And then they get like, everything's on screen and there's like some cool effects. Yeah. But most of the movie I'm like, Hey, stop doing that cutaway thing. Like, I want to see the guy kill the person. I don't want, like, not gruesome. Like, I don't want them to be like, you know, I don't want to watch them get mutilated. Final Destination style. Yeah, I mean, well, I do kind of love that. But I'm talking like, you know, Friday the 13th type kills, you know? Just like, show me the thing. That's why I'm here. That's what we're here for. Yeah, exactly. I thought, uh, so all the girls are packing up, you know, they're graduating and they're going to leave the house, the, the sorority house for the summer and go home. By, forever by june 19th which is very important they have to be out by june 19th and no other sorority house is doing or frat house at all is doing that and they're like that's a stupid rule we're not gonna we're not gonna listen to that and uh we meet our main girl katie one of two names that i learned i actually learned a bunch of names for this one which is very unusual how they're almost all the same because <laughs> because i had to read the wikipedia 
Oh, the Wikipedia reads like stereo instructions because they just assumed you know everyone's name. Yeah, it is. It is like a soup of nonsense. But I needed to. I like lost a piece of something at some point, and so I had to like like go back and catch it. Um, we should have said this at the top of the episode, but this uh, this movie streaming on Amazon Prime right now. So if you have Prime, oh, very yes, easy it is. Get. It is a horrible transfer that is on there, by the way. It look it is a mess. It looks like it was projected through a glass of milk, but it's there. <laughs> but it's there. Um, I, I thought the girl's mom was Mrs. Deagle from from uh, Gremlins at first. Oh, nice. I saw no evidence to that fact, so that's where the fact's going to live. But yeah. So they're prepping for this graduation, this moving out. There's this nasty green pool in the backyard that looks like it hasn't been cleaned in like a millennia. And she's like. She says that she won't hire someone to clean it if we never if we aren't gonna use it. And she's like, Well we can't use it if it's dirty and I was like, Also, isn't that like your call as a sorority to be like, We're gonna pool our money and hire a pool boy? Like you'd probably hire one of the frat boys to come over and do it in like a speedo. Oh, most definitely. This is a thing. Or you make the the pledges do it. Like that's the whole point of being in one of these houses. Yeah. yeah. Um also, I kind of had a horrifying realization just now uh, that spoils the end of this movie, but I don't. it makes more sense to talk about it here, so spoilers for the end of the movie. It turns out that the killer in this case was her deformed, mal-whatever, like just messed up kid that she had the night of this, this the birth that her we saw in the movie. It turns out it was her. And I just realized now... The reason why she didn't have the pool ready is so that the, her kid wouldn't be, like, staring at them in the pool all the time. Oh. Like, from a creepy, gross, like, he would have been up there like, <laughs> show me the girls. Kind of gross, you know? Like, I think that was her oh. way of, like, keeping him at bay in, like, a very puritanical way. Well, and also not flaunting the fact that there's things to enjoy outside. Yeah. Like, sorry, you monster. Yes. Also, while we're talking about it, spoilers for another movie, the remake at least of Black Christmas. I can't remember if this is the plot in both the original and the remake. It probably is the plot in both of them. But in the remake, there's like a whole thing about the, this guy with messed up skin living in the walls of the sorority house. It's weird that that was such a thing for sorority-based slasher films. Yeah, I don't know what it is about slashers. It makes people be like, look, just it's a deformed kid and, and, and he's he's a murderer now. Sure, sure. Like, look at Chunk. Not Chunk. Sloth. Sloth. Sloth love Chunk. Yeah. Sloth not murder. Yeah, yeah, you don't have to just automatically make someone who has a tough life the bad guy of your movie. Like, come on. Come on, people. Mm-hmm. So this caretaker of the house, she's checking out of the hospital, and this has this scene has some of the worst ADR that we've ever had on this show. It looks like they had the guy come in and read the script and the lines had been changed like his mouth doesn't match up with them and the volume is all off like it's just a mess all the way around yeah well and not to mention the fact that her the the den i keep wanting to say den is there a difference between den mother and house mother is den mother like cub scouts i believe so yes okay the house mother like is house entire... mother a thing still in the modern uh, that, i had life? that question written down <laughs> i had so I had little connection to that down. world but is that a thing it can't be a thing I, can it it can't be because did so did the dudes have house fathers no way it had to be it had to be like a shitty patriarchal thing for like the women need like, a woman in the house so i guess the girls them. 
to prevent state them state from- law says that, well, you're not a brothel yeah yeah one of those things but no i think it would have it would have been some like moral bullshit of like oh we can't have a bunch of teenage girls living around with no supervision a bunch of dudes that's fine they'll shove firecrackers up each other's asses but like seven women in a house like look out it's a den of you know sodom and gomorrah or whatever it's a very biblical episode I'm creating here, by the way. A, yeah, we are. <laughs> Dissecting the 80s brought to you by the King James Bible this week. <laughs> I'm not seeing anything, because when I click on the word den mother in the Wikipedia article, it's not article, den it mother. House mother. <laughs> it's not. You're literally reading it off a screen. It's not den mother. When I <laughs> click on the house mother link on the in the Wikipedia page, it takes me to North American Fraternity and Sorority Housing, but it doesn't really have much... There's early chapters of women fraternities often rented houses where they could live together, usually with a chaperone. Yeah, see, women. I think I think my yeah. theory holds water here, and I'm just making it up purely based on knowledge of America. And the, yeah, no, this, I that, if you're that theory out there, makes a lot of sense. And you were a member of the Greek system. Please chime in and tell us whether you ever knew of a uh, house mother, or well, like what was. I imagine you your your. You had like, oh, this was the last. This was the last year we had a house mother, and like, you know, that kind of a thing. Is yeah, probably a th- knowledge. I thought you were gonna say or a dead mother, and I was gonna laugh really hard. But you, you no, not a dead mother. Uh, so she gets out, and we cut back to the 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 kid, the, the women, and they're like, all right, screw this old lady. She sucks. It's time to play a big prank on her. And you know, guys- we. We do not. We go from her in the hospital to a random girl we've never seen before climbing into a tree mansion to shoot her boyfriend's gun, and then oh, smash cut oh, to oh, a, oh, a bunch oh, of I'm other sorry. girls yes. drinking. Yes. Okay. And I was like, "Who is this girl? Where are we? What is she doing?" <laughs> it is totally random. He's teaching her how to shoot in the upper level of a barn. Oh, it's a barn. Yeah, yeah. It looks like a treehouse. No, it did. A giant treehouse. It's, it's the loft of a barn that they're shooting in. Okay, so after the shooting, they go. We smash cut to the girls drinking champagne out of giant ceramic beer steins and going around the circle. And a scene that was clearly meant to like, hey, audience, this is each of the characters. And I was like, I, I don't. I got Katie because she's the 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 like li- the lame one, I guess. Yeah, exactly. I, I she's the one who's not down for murder. I I know this is gonna sound insane. But this is advice out there to, to all the low-budget filmmakers who might be listening. If you haven't written a really great script for your slasher, and I'm talking really good, pick stereotypes for your characters to be. Like, just pick them so I can tell them apart. They don't have to be, like, ridiculous, but, like, one girl needs to be the preppy one, one girl needs to be the goth one, one girl needs to be the mousy librarian type. Like, I just need you to not dress all of the characters the same because they don't look that different. Help me, help or, me, or guy like, who made the Lizzie the, McGuire or movies. have like a blonde, a dark, a blonde, a redhead, and a dark hair. Like you can do that too. But th- <laughs> yes, th- yes, but then they cannot change those hair colors. Like <laughs> yes, give me some uniforms, okay? I need uniforms, but hair not colors. one uniform. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, please don't put them all in like I, a cheerleading uniform. I need you to I'm make lost. teams for me to understand. Redhead, blonde, brunette, fine. You know, mousy girl goth girl you know the girl next door type, fine yeah boom three like just just do that it's like when they made that terrible boy witch movie and it's all dark and they're all handsome ripped brunettes and it's virtually impossible to know who's talking to who 
Yeah, like, don't do that. We're dumb. We're dumb, okay? We need our mm-hmm. handheld a little bit. We only have two hours with these characters, and that needs to be, like, 15 minutes of us understanding who they are so you can tell the story. Right. Also, I really liked how, as they go around the circle, being like, so what are you doing after graduation? The one the one is like, oh, I'm going to be uh, working for Pan Am. I'm their newest employee. Must be nice to be graduating with a job at hand. What's that like, 1983? <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, I guess we're... She was like, I'm going to law school. I'm doing this. I was like, oh, you all know exactly what you're doing next, I guess. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's pretty must, cool that you have very set plans. Must be must be nice. Can I can I get a little hit of that in nineteen eighty three? You wanna pass no, you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna you're just gonna take all that and never share it again. Okay. Alright. That's not the way I would have done it, but okay. Uh, I guess <laughs> I guess that's where we're at. Alright. If I were you, but cool. They did try to establish there was a dumb one. Oh they did. And, they uh, did. But then I was like, Oh, and then they all like shuffled around like sheep and I lost and I lost the crowd. <laughs> Bah. Yeah, basically, I was like, it's like trying to. I need like spray paint. I need to do the shitty Michael Scott and just like marker them. Their 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 sorority is Theta Sigma. Bah. <laughs> so she checks herself out of the hospital, and she gets to the house, and there's all these ladies around drinking champagne and doing all this stuff, and she's like, "What are you doing here? Get out of the house! You're supposed to be out of the house." And then she goes upstairs and starts just tearing up photo albums of the sorority house's past. It's like a really weird thing to do. Yeah, it's it, they they try and ham fist so many people are the murderer. It's kind of bananas. It really like, is. Like, oh, she's crazy. This person's crazy. This person's crazy now. And you're like, what? they can't all, they can't all be crazy and identical. Like <laughs> Wait, Jesus what H. If that was what if that was the greatest slasher movie of all time that everyone in the movie was a killer and it's just like last killer standing at the end? I'm kind of 100% here for that concept actually, but like are they all also like sort of identical and like the way so that's how they can hide from each other? <laughs> so it's like it's like uh what's that show with the clones? Tanya Maslany. Oh, I don't know that one. I said her name really Orphan poorly. Orphan Black. Yeah, that's Orphan it. Black. Ta- Tatiana Tatiana Maslany. I forget what that actress's name is. She plays like nine characters in that show. Uh, anyway, yeah, no, I'd be here for a movie where it's like Sally kills Betty and then Betty kills, or uh, you know, Sally kills Betty and Veronica kills Sally and Alice kills. You know, <laughs> I like that you're literally using like like three of those four Our names were from Riverdale. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, really? I only did two of yes. those on purpose. Alice is Betty's mom. Oh, I, I did. I did not know that. Alice I've now seen which four episodes. Can we have a minor, just like ten seconds here? Like that is the most. Like <laughs> my girlfriend is like, "Hey, you want to watch this show? I'm watching." And I was like, "I'm sure this is going to be ridiculous because Andrew loves it." And I and she puts on the pilot, and within like ten minutes, I'm like, "You have got to be kidding me! What is this show? What are we watching?" But it's very it's so good. It it is it's and not. like it's. It's not good. It's addictive. There's a difference. Like it's not for good. For me, it's a show that like I like, there. Sh- it shouldn't be good. It shouldn't be watchable. But I'm like, why? I just keep having to watch. I I like, keep wanting to know what's next. And like, I just <laughs> right. need it's, to it's know. It's not now. good. It's addictive. There's a difference. <laughs> yeah. 
Hey, cocaine's a hell of a drug. Like, I just can't, I just, I just don't understand how they made a whole show. Well, at least uh, the first four episodes of the show were like a major plot point is that a teacher is sleeping with a student and like, he's, he looks like he's 27 and I get it. Like homeboy is jacked and looks, looks all of man. You know, I, I see it. I get it. I get it. But he's supposed to be 15 and that is gross. Trip does gay stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, I get it. He's no, very attractive. A- like I get it. But you can't be like this fifteen-year-old boy, and he pulls up a shirt. He has like nineteen abs, and it's like, well, he's being preyed upon by a predator. Okay, like, come on, show. They say that in the show, though. But I, also, I like, that's a that's a fairly common thing in like teen shows. Like, that's a drama point of like, ooh, that's the hot new teacher. Like, there was one on Lifetime where a girl was trying to was sleeping with the teacher and when he tried to break it off she was like oh that's cute i hope you find the 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 sexy photos i hid in your classroom before one of your students does bye and so like he then has to like find them in his classroom and i was like that's it's that's the kind of shit that happens in teen shows now right but if you i just it's just gross that's all i'm saying anyway enough riverdale it is gross it's on hey, Netflix. There's never enough, rib- it's, there's it's, never enough Riverdale. It's on How Netflix dare you? If you want to inject heroin into your eyeballs, it it comes back January seventeenth, and I could not be more excited. <laughs> well, if you want to inject heroin directly into your eyeballs, it's on Netflix. It's not your mama's Archie, that's for sure. Just wait for Sabrina. That's going to be a real trip for you. Yeah, no, uh, I uh, I am very curious to see what that's going to be. Also, Josie and the Pussycats are there. My girlfriend was also baffled because I was like, "Oh, that's Jughead." Wait. Is that wait, I know that name, Cole Sprouse. We have to look that kid up. Wait, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. He's he's definitely like a kid actor. Yeah. Wait, that's Zach Endor Cody. I'm sure of this. What? How do you know that? How is that in your brain? It's you don't you can't, Cody. You don't know all fifty state capitals, but you know that Cole Sprouse was one of Zach Endor Cody. Thanks a lot, Hi, brain. welcome to us. <laughs> Jesus. Welcome to being Trip and Andrew. This hub podcast is all over the place. So I'm very sorry. Anyway. I like it, though. Vicky comes home with her boyfriend, and she's like, oh, my dad got me this new present. And they hop on the bed, and it's a waterbed. One. They were real popular, apparently. Yeah. No, everybody in the 80s just, like, had to have a waterbed. One, we've talked about waterbeds before. I don't quite get it, but that's okay. Two, why would you get this gift for your daughter who is moving out of the sorority house in a week and secondly if you thirdly rather if you got this as a gift why would you set it up for a week they take so much water to fill it's so much work it's so much use a hose or do you think i'm picturing her like having a having a pledge do it like a cup at a time yeah like go to the kitchen here's the measuring cup Get a cup of water, and you're going to fill my waterbed that way. It, it takes 4,000 gallons, so you'll be here for a millennia. <laughs> um, so she goes to – they go to Bone Town while the house mother is upstairs looking at the scariest music box I've seen in a while on film. Yes. It's like a jack-in-the-box size, and there's even the doll inside is jack-in-the-box-like, but it's it doesn't have the hand crank on the side. It just, like, opens automatically. We get some very explicit condom use, which is very rare. I found I find in our in in movies. Absolutely, it's like it's rather than just like oh, a hand wave. It's she like pulls it out, opens it up, pulls the condom out, and I was like oh, so 
100% they're going to Bone Town. And then the house mother comes in. And also, hey, kudos to the movie for having, like, for once, somebody having protected sex. Like, just one time. Yeah, exactly. Or, like, yeah, like it's it's being it's being thought about yeah. for someone. Yeah. Uh, so they're, bon- they're, like, boning, and the house mother comes in and slices open the waterbed with her cane. <laughs> yes. It is the craziest response to this course of action that you could possibly imagine. Because, okay, I guess she did know that she was like, oh, this was the girl who planned the, the party, like, for everyone to stick around the sorority house. So she also has that under the, the belt of, like, I hate you. But, like, that's going to ruin your floors. That's going to flood. Yeah, so it, 100% it floods the whole upstairs. So at minimum, it like, it's a pain in the ass up there. But it could easily drip down and be a huge pain in the ass that way. Two, she's destroying someone's property. Like, that's just not okay. Like, Her dad would be very angry at this. Like, it's an expensive especially thing. if he's the rich one. Yeah. So then you got that to deal with. And three, it's almost assault. Why does she have a cane that's a weapon? That seems wildly inappropriate. Yeah, they, they say her cane is super sharp. But, like, when you look at it, it very clearly is, like, like stage blunt. Yeah. No, it's, 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 it's utterly bizarre. So the next day, the they're all that girl's holding court, and they're all out by the pool. Which, like, why would you even use that at that point? I feel like I would never go outside if the pool was disgusting because that's got a smell. There's gonna be mosquitoes. I, I, it is not even a pool that's like, oh, it's in need of chlorine. It's like kind of gone algaed over the summer. It's a pool that is gross. It looks like swamp water. It looks like Finding Nemo. When they, like, clog the filter <laughs> in yeah, the tank. Yeah, 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 definitely. I was going to say Swamp Thing, like, back from our old oh, episode. Oh, that works, too. Like, he could have easily just, like, risen out of this water and <laughs> been like, yep, that checks out. That jibes. That's what this looks like. And the best part is they're all hanging around it, you know, the unseen mosquitoes. But there is a girl floating on it on a floaty. That hey, is man. too risky. Hey, man, you got to you gotta be – it's a desperate group of girls, and they really want to get in the pool. So clean the pool yourself. Like, if, if you're that desperate for pool... Yeah. It doesn't seem outside the ability of these ca- actresses and characters to, to handle, like, at least skimming it, you know, and figuring <laughs> yeah, out that's the... That's the main thing. Yeah. She has it's going to be green, but, like, skim it a little. Good lord. Yeah. So, this doctor, we see again, and he, like, warns of the patient losing her grip on reality, and he's, like, freaking out about it. To himself. He's, like, in his... He's, like, dictating. Yeah. Which is, like... Great for audience plot purposes, but as a doctor standpoint, it's like, hey, bud, maybe like tell tell anybody, just like <laughs> anybody, even a nurse practitioner, <laughs> like, like just a human, not your tape recorder. Just pick a human out of the fucking phone book and point to their name and be like, I'm calling Tom Jones of one two three four Pikesville Lane, and pick up the phone and be like, <laughs> of hey, what's new, Pussycat Boulevard? Yeah, like. Listen, I'm concerned about this patient of mine. I can't tell you anything, HIPAA and all that, but it's going to be bad. Actually, that would make a cool movie. What's that? Like, you, a, a guy gets a phone call from a stranger that's like, look, I just have to unload something. There's nothing you can do about this, but this is this crazy thing happening. And, like, the journey of the person on the phone will be like, wait, I have to try and stop this. And he's like, you know nothing. There's no way for you to stop this. And, like, that... I think that would be cool. Tiny tweak. It's a wrong number. (gasps) 
Oh, so it's not a random call. No, he's the the person on the other end of the line is in trouble and trying to reach someone, right? And they're like gasping out for help and trying to give the the person who's supposed to pick up the phone like knows what should no like they're being told information that had were they the right person would be oh I have to go here and do this thing but because it's this other person they have to like figure it out. I love that. Let's cut that out and write that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> title of the picture is i'm sorry you have the wrong number (laughs) so it's a lot to put on a poster i know but i think probably wrong number sorry wrong number yeah i guess i apologize (laughs) sir or madam but you seem to have dialed the wrong number oh man in theaters this june (laughs) i had a wrong number situation at work the other day this person kept like hanging up and calling back and I like they, they would get off the phone too quick to do the like the very obvious like hi you're dialing ba 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 what do you think you're dialing <laughs> and like they it was like four cycles before I was like okay don't hang up the phone who what number are you trying to call and it turned out this woman was trying to reach an organization that was in Blacksburg Virginia which is like way south from where I work but they yeah. had sent her daughter money and they were like, happy birthday. Here's a bunch of money in an envelope. And I was, this is very similar to the movie we just pitched. She, <gasps> she, so this woman is like, I can't believe I've never told you this story. It's crazy. Uh, so she, and I was like, wait, pardon me. I was like, I have nothing to do with that. So I can just, I can tell you right now. I don't know what you're talking about, but before you hang up, can you please explain a little, cause that's a crazy <laughs> story you're saying. And she's like, yeah, they sent her an envelope, and it was like "Happy Birthday" and her full name, and inside the envelope. How old was her daughter? Like college age. She was going to University okay. uh, Virginia Tech, and in the envelope was like forty dollars in cash, like two crisp twenties or something like that. I don't remember the amount, but like about forty dollars in that ballpark. And it was just like "Happy Birthday" name from something something birthday fund, and no other information, no phone number, no nothing. So she had been like desperately trying to track down like who this mysterious organization was. Uh, yeah, like I would also give out birthday money. Yeah, but like that's so creepy. I'm so on board for that. And I said to her, I was like, I really hope you get to the bottom of this. It is not this number. Like, I I can't help you. But don't forget this number <laughs> and call back yeah, with the resolution. Yes, yeah, come and fill me in. She never did. Uh, but yeah, that's that's the craziest wrong number I've ever had. Anyway, oh that's fu- that's bananas. Yeah, no, it's really bizarre. So. Well, the doctor in his speech says, you know, after their very rough delivery, her psyche has been has been, you know, shattered. So I was like, oh, did the did her kid survive that night or did she have another? Did she like try again? They start to plant a lot of seeds. And then we cut back to the sorority girls and Vicky, the one with the waterbed, is like, I've got the perfect plan. We're going to throw her cane in the pool and force her to get it at gunpoint. And I was like, who, like, whose friend are you, Vicky? Excuse me. Hi, Vicky. Um, what about this is a prank? <laughs> like, like, like I get, I get like, oh shit, your cane's in the pool. Fine. And then you hand her the skimmer and like, you've been a huge nightmare get your cane out of the pool. It's not really a prank so much as like a F you as on the way out. You're going to point a gun at an old woman and just like hope she doesn't have a heart attack. <laughs> like what is this? What is the end game of this plan? You psycho. 
And, and all of the girls are like, this seems, it's like Carrie. Whereas, like, who in the pitch meeting for this prank was like, yeah, like, how did no one decide that this was a terrible, terrible idea? Yeah, there, but it's also, it's also not a prank. Like, we've talked about pranks a bunch on the show, and, and I don't want to we do that. We are firmly all. anti-prank. We are not fun people. We, no, but there's a difference between, like, an actual prank, like a good old-fashioned, you know, telescope with black marker on the outside that gives you a, a ring around the eye. It's like, ah, I you like that you literally go to, like, Little Rascals and yeah. Archie Comics. Like, yeah, original a- Archie Comics is <laughs> your idea of pranking. Listen, all you YouTube whippersnappers, in my day, we pranked each other by borrowing Dad's shoe polish and putting it on our telescopes. That's right there. That's a prank you got to hang a hat on. <laughs> but, like, I, I don't, like, shenanigans is fine. This is not shenanigans. Yeah, we've upgraded from, like, tomfoolery shenanigans to potential manslaughter? Yeah. And assault. Yeah, that's 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 my thing with pranks. Modern pranks aren't shenanigans. I like a shenanigans, but there's not they're not mm-hmm. doing shenanigans anymore. It's all it's all nonsense. People are getting punched. Well, like let's let's duct tape our friend and put him in the trunk of a car and drive him somewhere and <laughs> yeah, leave him there. That's not a prank. That's not shenanigans. My favorite is one that was like I'm gonna, I'm going to prank my girlfriend and he pulls out a hammer and just smashes all of her makeup and then filmed her reaction. And I was like Hey, buddy, the prank would be you smash dollar store makeup and make her think it's hers. Yeah. And then you, like, reveal that it's not. Yeah. That is a prank. Yeah. What you did was just destroy public property? Like, personal, <laughs> like, private property? Right, right. That's just, that's just a crime. You just did a crime. It's not a prank. It's, it's, there's no shenanigans in that. It needs to be thought of as shenanigans. Like, there needs to be the, like, oh, you moment. Yeah. And like a playful swat on the arm. Yeah. You swap 28 <laughs> days later for for 28 days a la The Office? Prank. Okay? Oh, I love that. Yeah. That's a good That's one. That's a prank. It's shenanigans. <laughs> so uh, they have this gun plan, and then Slater comes in the house while the girls are decorating, and she's like, I hate decorations, and just starts like tearing down all the things that the girls have done. Which, by the way, there's this like oil painting that they take down in the sorority. Of her, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like, why is there an oil painting of the house mother? Like, that's like a very <laughs> affectionate thing to do. She seems like very mean. Well, I th- I don't think she was always this mean. Like, it looked like in the photos in her fir- in her early sorority days when everyone was. I guess going to nursing school because that was like the one career a, a woman could have. Yeah, yeah. Outside of being a mom, it was like she was like smiling and happy. So maybe at one point she was, or maybe in like being a house mother, which is like this is my actual home. I'm donating it, but I will take. I will like be the house mother. So here, here's a portrait of me. Man, how big of a psycho would you have to be for that to be the actual scenario? What? Like, this is my home? This is my home. I'd like to donate it to the worst age of human... The second worst age of human being existence. And I'll just, like, live there and be terribly upset about uh, everything I they do. I would say college is the third worst age. I think LM, I think middle school's first. Yeah, absolutely. Then high school. Then college. Okay. All right, fine. Third worst age. I'll take that. But definitely middle school is worse. Yeah. <laughs> um. Nope. Correction. 
middle school worst, second worst for like I'm turning my house over to these th- these creatures and we'll deal with it is like all babies. So it's just like poop diaper city. So you have to like deal with that. Like a daycare center? Not even daycare, like nursery. Oh, okay. Where it's like just literal a NICU. It's like <laughs> not a NICU. They don't need to be like I don't want to book it up machines. I want them like all <laughs> crawling around eating baby food and pooping everywhere. Like one-year-olds, I guess. I don't know, baby. You know what things. that sounds like? That sounds like a Tom Hanks '80s movie. <laughs> it sounds like Mr. Mom. That's what I'm thinking of. Like I've Mr. inherited Mom. a nursery. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh man, what if we could make Tom Hanks do '80s movies now? Like, what if we? What if Tom Hanks aged like 65? <laughs> like today, yeah. today, old Tom yeah, Hanks. I want, I want 65-year-old Tom Hanks cast as 1985 Tom Hanks in. The nursery, wherein he plays an eighteen-year-old boy who's like, they're like, "Hey, it's some weird law in the in the books that like this house on this date, it's now a nursery. Here's a bunch of orphans. I'm sorry, kid." And he's like smoking a cigar. I want that exact movie. It's like a weird gem in the holograms. Yeah, yeah. He's like, "I'm sorry, kid. I know you think that, like he thinks he inherited a house, and the grandmother accidentally willed it to both Tom Hanks and the nursery that she came from because she's a former orphan. Mm-hmm. And now it's okay. like, and now it's like Tom Hanks in the nursery. That's what I want. There's I a like lot of it. there's a lot of movie pitches in this episode." And it's a shame because, like, it's weird because I actually kind of enjoyed this movie. I did too. I was thinking the same thing. We're doing like <laughs> we're doing like a shitty movie level of asides in this, and it's really just like, no, I think I like this movie quite a bit, but they're all just coming out of us. I don't know. It's inspirational. Yeah. So she rips um, down all these decorations, and we get to this insane pool plan. So she comes outside, and the cane is like perfectly balanced on a float, and then Vicky pulls the gun out, and it's like. Go get your cane now. And she's like, I'm I'm an old woman. What are you doing? Like, she's like, I'm going inside and calling yeah. the police. And then Vicky gets in her way and is like, no, no, no. I'll shoot you. Get your cane. And she still is like, I'm, that's not good. That gun's not real. And then Vicky pulls the trigger. And then one of the other girls grabs her ankle. And she goes down, like, holding her ankle with blood. No, and- no, no. First, first she shoots a lamppost. And a girl's like, oh, wait. Right. This wasn't the plan because earlier Vicky very clearly said it's not loaded. Like this is a uh, this is a gun has a blanks or whatever, and so a girl starts to run and Vicky shoots her in the leg. Yeah, and she's like, "Anyone else have any questions? Get in the pool, Slater." <laughs> and so this poor old woman is like, "Okay, I'll get my cane out of the pool," and she like you know starts getting in the pool. Like, "Are you happy now? I'm wet. You're." <laughs> Mission accomplished. I'm wet with green water. I have my cane. Yeah, yeah. And then Vicky fires at her. With all the girls are screaming at her to stop, like screaming and pleading. This isn't the prank. Achieve. She's wet and has a cane. Like I don't know what the prank was, but we whatever it was. Stop aiming a gun at this old woman. (laughs) Yeah. What are you doing, Vicky? And so Vicky fires the gun a bunch, and then. The girl who's got shot in the leg pops up and is like, ah, we got you. It's always been blanks except for that first one. What? Except, just kidding, there's another bullet randomly in that gun. There's so much kayfabe here. (laughs) 
My brain is broken at the levels of kayfabe. Who, who like, and what is happening? It's 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 so many levels of like here's the prank, but then there's a sub prank, and then there's a deeper prank beyond that. So that is like in the in the world of the movie, Vicky got the whole group on board with the idea of we're gonna have a gun with blanks in it, and we're gonna make Slater get in the pool. And then she dismissed all of those girls and pulled back just the one girl and was like, okay, here's the real prank. I'm going to have one <laughs> bullet in the gun. I'm going to shoot a lamp. And the girl's like, I'm a little scared. She's like, hold on. I'm not done yet. Every other bullet, blank, except bullet seven, real bullet no. by mistake. No, 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 no. That's the third level. <laughs> she's, she's saying... All of them are going to be blanks. Okay. You're going to have a blood pack. Slap your leg. Oh, no, I've been shot and go down. And then she's like, "I okay, I guess I can be on board with this plan. Still not seeing a prank, but I'm going to let that one go. And then the creepy, then she leaves. Then the creepy attic guy comes out. And he's like, actually, I'm very sick of seeing my mother. So you do your <laughs> double prank. And then the third prank is I'm going to put he a real He takes the bullet. gun and puts a, put one bullet in the bottom. Yes, exactly. Yeah, there there are three levels to this prank. Assuming Vicky knew the la- the final bullet was in there. Because then she, uh, as the den mother, they're all like, oh my god, like, it was always a prank. This is crazy. The den mother goes and, like, sl- like hits Vicky with her cane, understandably, because she was just <laughs> threatened with a gun to get into a dirty pool. It's a completely reasonable reaction that you would attack the person with the gun. Like, the fact that she didn't run Vicky through, like, a broadsword is kind of shocking. Yeah. So Vicky whips around and shoots her, and she just collapses into the pool. She dies instantaneously from a shot to the gut, which, like, according to movie logic, isn't how people die, but okay. Yeah. And then immediately, all of these girls are on board with a plan to cover up a murder. Like, all yeah. of them. There's, there's one girl who's like, whoa, 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 we should call the cops. And then Vicky wheels the gun around and is like, I don't think so, motherfucker. Like, what? Who said the C word? <laughs> but, like, I, okay, I'm going to I'm gonna say something and just, oh like, God. buckle oh God. up. Oh, God. Oh, God. This I'm might so put me on a list. Wouldn't it have been easier to call the cops and pretend someone broke into the house and shot the house mother? Yeah. Like, yeah, that should have been your plan. Except for that the makes fact that so much more sense. Except for the fact that it's probably a gun registered to Vicky. No, to her boyfriend. Oh, okay. Well, whatever. There's a connection. The guy who shot her in the barn. Yeah, I don't know. Is eighties forensics that good? I I don't know about the bullet matching. You're right. That I might feel not like they were thing. still in the yeah. era of just like nudge it with a shoe and be <laughs> like, I don't know, that looks dead to me. <laughs> Draw an outline around the body. Maybe that'll help be helped later. Yeah. Yeah, or just gun. like, or just like, be like, she killed herself. She's she's a miserable old lady. Like she killed herself. You know, she shot herself in the gut. Wipe wipe the wipe the prints off the gun. Put it in her hand, and then like call the police. Mm-hmm. It's a mm-hmm. weird way to commit suicide, but if you all stick to the story, it's fine. Yeah. Or like we or crazy thought just turn in Vicky. She murdered someone. None of you did. You weren't party. Like, all of you were like, okay, we'll go along with the gun prank. At no point were you like, yeah, also just kill her. Yeah. Except that girl who was in on the whole getting shot in the leg part. She can be an accessory. 
I don't think so, because she knew that there was only one real bullet. Remember, her level of kayfabe oh, is just the one bullet. In the, in, the, in, the, in the side plot that we created. <laughs> yeah, that's canon, baby. In the deleted scene, we, canon, we made canon. <laughs> it makes as much sense as anything else on screen in this movie, so it's fine. It does. And also, like, if any, if, if I'm in this situation... And these are people I'm very good friends with, so in my head I know who these people would be. And this happened, and wh- any one of my friends was like, look, here's what we're going to do. We're going to wrap her in towels, we're going to tie her up, we're going to toss her, she's going to sink to the bottom like a stone. We're all going to keep quiet about this until the morning we can bury her in, the, in this abandoned you know, graveyard across town. I'd be like, hey, we're not friends anymore, and <laughs> yeah. I'm going to leave forever. <laughs> like, I- I'm not going to go to the police, I promise. Don't shoot me, please. <laughs> I will take this secret to the grave, but I am not burying a body. <laughs> yeah. Like, I will. I know what you did last summer, this. But I'm not helping out right now. <laughs> I I just established all of my long-term friends know that, like, I am not the guy that you burden with the murder secret. I just, I'm not the one. I will help you with almost anything, but you don't call me with a body. I, that is I not can't a, call you with a body? I don't think so. I don't think I can handle that. <gasps> I just, it's too much pressure. I got for the rest of my life, I gotta be covering up your crime. Do I have to call Caroline when there's a body? <laughs> What's that? I have to call Caroline when there's a body? <laughs> she would be way more helpful than I would be. That's upsetting. I just, I just, I, I don't it's think It's gonna I be can... like Gig, Emily, me, and Caroline. <laughs> like, where's Trip? Oh, we don't call him for bodies. We can't call Trip with this. I just, I just can't take the heat. But I gotta be done by seven so I can do the podcast at seven thirty. <laughs> I'll fold like a house of cards under questioning. I, I'm a soft marshmallow man. I can't do that. I can't go to prison. I'm so soft. I'm like the softest human being alive. I've been in two fights oh. in my whole life. I was like thirteen. I got. Oh, I can't right. handle prison. The bus fight wasn't one of them. A bus fight. <laughs> uh, yeah, right a after school bus fight. Off, rather, I, got I should clarify. Bus. School bus. <laughs> yes. I fist fought a bus. It was just me <laughs> no, and I meant, a bus. I'm, no, no, no. I fought I someone right after bus. getting off the bus. Yes. Uh, okay. But yes, I, I just, I don't think I could handle the pressure. I don't think I could handle it. I just don't need that burden. Okay. Well, uh, I will, <laughs> you can call me with a dead body and then do with that what you will. Okay. That seems fair. Like mom is not someone I would call with a dead body. No, no. She Dad? A hundred percent. Oh yeah, Dad would. He would be like, "That's the wrong shovel, you idiot!" Like, get yeah, this shovel. Yeah, he'd be he, like, "Go get your, go get some lie." Yeah, yeah. He'd have like, you go to the house to get some lie. Where I guess we have lie in the house, and he would I'm dig. We do. He would have a perfectly dug hole in the woods that was like eight feet deep and like you know coffin sized to put the body. He'd be in. like, "I had this done two days ago while you were sleeping." <laughs> yeah, I just anticipated needing this, and I just did it. <laughs> you lazy bones. <laughs> While you were asleep, I was doing this. You slept until seven thirty. I got up at four fifteen and dig this hole. <laughs> you slept until the sun rose. <laughs> Look, if you wanted help, you could have just asked. I shouldn't have to ask. I well, I fine. You're right. In this one instance, it's my body. You're right. You're correct. This is my problem that you're helping <laughs> my solve. Dead body. It's, that it's I'm... correct. It's your. You shouldn't have to be involved. <laughs> you're you're hauling in your truck. So thank you. But also digression on body hiding aside like hiding it in the pool is the dumbest possible solution to this problem it's gonna get so waterlogged and so bloated right like 
just put it in the shed or drag it into the woods or put it in the basement. But don't put it in the pool. Also, I don't care how dirty your pool is. It's not that opaque. Yeah, like I, like I, if the pool had like a full layer of pond scum on top, maybe or like a pool cover. Yeah, but pool like, cover no, would have been fine. Yeah, a hundred percent. But it is just like a dirty pool with a lot of leaves on top. Yeah, it's stupid. It's very stupid. Anyway, they hide a body in a pool because they're dumb. And then a band come. The band shows up for the party. Vicky got set up on a blind date. Which is a weird thing to do for a party. Yes, Katie. I don't know. Is that that weird? Like, we're hosting a party, and, like, I want you to have a date for it. That's not weird. What's weird is how they kind of, like, break off and have, like, a little date together. You'd think it'd be like, oh, like, you do a normal party setup. You're like, oh, you're single, and you're single. I'm inviting both of you to the same party. Circulate around each other. And not, like, go off on your own and have a quiet date together. Yeah, that was weird. Although Katie Katie handles this dead body like you do, apparently, because she is not doing well. Ladies See, and that's what I'm afraid of. Like you bring me in for this important piece of trust and that I can't handle it. And then I'm the one who brings the whole empire crashing down. Katie's just like dropping glass items and like, ah. <laughs> she's like the glass menagerie woman. Yeah, she's Lara in the glass menagerie. She's like brittle and hasn't been outside in a long time and just like <laughs> afraid of everything. She's holding a glass unicorn and just like snaps it in half. Yeah, exactly. So uh, then we see the dead, what, what appears to be um, Mrs. Slater get out of the pool, wring out all the towels yeah. and like hang up her uh, her bathrobe that she was in and pick up her cane. Uh, we don't actually see that, but we like the what we do see leads us to believe that that's what's happening. Yes, and um, uh, what looks like the guy from Thirty Rock as a young man, the one what? in the in the hats, oh, and the mutton chops. <laughs> yeah, it's um, Judah Friedlander is that actor? Yeah, name? looks Medium. like Judah Friedlander when he's young. Goes like, I'm going to go to the pool, everybody. And then gets impaled in the throat by the walking stick. Yeah, it's pretty gnarly. And this is when I realized that Katie somehow lucked out in getting, like, one of the only cute boys at this party as her date. Yeah, it's weird. They're all fairly attractive women, all the actresses. But they got some real chuds for men. Yeah, the party, like, could you not find handsome extras at UMD? Like, what happened, guys? I guess not. I guess it was exclusively attractive <laughs> women and no, no dudes. Uh, one of the girls is getting threatened with getting pushed into the pool. They're doing that thing where you grab someone by the arms and someone grabs their feet and you swing to like, yeah, like yeah. one, two, except if we, if they were counting the whole time, they would have gotten to like 15. Oh yeah. They, I was like, that's not, you don't swing that long. They start you swinging the this girl. Like no one's outside and they get to three and the entire party has emptied out. It's like, I know it's not that big of a lawn to cross, but that is a very slow swing that you're doing. Yeah. So they're like, oh, there's a white t-shirt contest inside. Uh, men get distracted by boobs. <laughs> and so they start to go inside, and then one of them does get pushed in the pool. And they're all like, oh, God. <laughs> there's bodies in that water. That's body <laughs> water. water. That's old That's lady disgusting. body water. Specifically... Someone get the spider and let's fish her out. Ew. <laughs> now, like, now, yo, now, if the girl who got pushed into the pool with the old dead lady had a freak out afterwards, I would think that would be very justified. 
Oh, 100%. This was also clearly a time before waterproof makeup because she, like, <laughs> she comes out of the pool and is full on raccoon face. <laughs> Just like tears streaming down, black all around the eyes. Like, was was waterproof technology really that far away, guys? I think it was. So they're like, well, what if someone turns on the pool light? They'll realize that, you know, the dead body's in there. So their plan isn't to move the dead body from out of the pool to somewhere less conspicuous. To be fair, at this point, it would be pretty hard to pull a floating, bloated, dead corpse out of a pool during a party and disposing of it. It's pretty dark back there, though. I guess. They could roll her. <laughs> I Maybe. People seem well, bound and determined done. to get in this gross-ass pool, so I would be very yeah, afraid. I, I don't get it. It's a gross <laughs> pool. Maybe it was like a really hot early like early June, like a, a freak heat wave. It must have been. What they should have done is just weekend at Bernie's her. <laughs> and just like... Prepped up in a can- corner with, with duct glasses Duct tape the cane on. to her hand and rig it up to a string so they can pull it and she can like raise her cane and wag it and then put it back down. <laughs> It's pretty psychotic, by the way, to have committed murder at tea time and be, like, ready to party four hours later. <laughs> Vicky is a sociopath. She is. We, I, just, I just wanted to reiterate that point. Um, so they send uh, one of the ones who's ready to crack. They're like, go down the basement and take out the fuses for the pool lights. It'll be easier that way. And I was like... Wait a minute. What? This Wait. is not the logical solution, guys. Wait, couldn't we just unscrew the light bulbs like right here without having to go into the basement? Like, couldn't we just like reach up and... No, they meant the lights in the pool. Oh, okay. And I'm, I don't think they wanted to reach their hand into the dead body Yeah, water. no, I'm with you. I wouldn't want to do that either. So it's like, or we could just, you know, break the light switch and call an electrician tomorrow. Like, there are a lot of options that don't involve let's go into the creepy basement. Also, like, I know that they don't know that people are being murdered, but it just feels like bad juju to send someone alone into the basement at that time. Yeah. So they send her down, and she, like, finds the thing, the fuse box, and the uh, jingle ball rolls towards her that we saw the house mother playing with earlier. And then she looks up, and there's a swinging light at the other end of the basement. And it was like, oh, well, she's dead. And she slowly crosses back she doesn't do the fuse job first. She goes all the way back across the basement, stops the swinging light, and then a hand grabs her, and we get the fakest shadow killing I've ever seen. Yeah, it's really, really bad. It's really kind of a bummer how bad it is. For a movie that's like going to be about slasher killings, the slasher killings continue to disappoint. Yeah, bummer. So then we get to... A dance party uh, upstairs. The dance party upstairs, they're all picking their dates and their boys, and there's three guys out by the pool in their tidy whities which are like 80s tidy whities which means they go above the belly button. Yeah. They're real high cut. They are very high cut. Uh, and there's, uh, it's two fitter dudes and then a very heavy guy who's like super cool. He's like, this is my perfect pool. Like, this is, it looks fine to me. And I was like, "What? Wait, hang on. If you want to be like, eat a box of Twinkies or a box of donuts, I get that that's where you're sending your fat character. But like, why does he also have to like a dirty pool? <laughs> I also thought it was really kind of fascinating how he just was like very confident in his body. 
Like I was very much expecting two shirtless attractive dudes in underwear and then this dude also in a white t-shirt and he just like now nah, owns it he's just a big old dude out by that pool and he wants to swim in that gross ugly green water yeah and it wasn't like a prank on him no this is not a pig's blood carry situation yeah and so uh he's like t- taking his sweet time getting in the pool and like they're clearly buddies and one of them kicks him into the pool and he's like this is great i'm a sea pig and then the lights kick on, and all the girls are like, <gasps> the lights in the pool. There's people by the pool. Oh, crap. And so I think this movie could also be done as a really dark comedy of, like, anytime there's movement outside the pool, these seven girls disappear from the party and just run to the pool. Like, like in hey. Clue. Yeah, it's very Clue. <laughs> like, hey, what's uh, what's going on over here? Nothing. We're just standing by the pool. Oh, cool, 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 cool. Why don't we go inside? I also think that this uh, this sea pig, which is a weird thing to call yourself, because then the he way. no, hang on, they all run out by the pool and they're like, "What's happening?" And he just like is alone in the pool. The other guys are the other side, and he's like, "I'm a sea pig." <laughs> hey, uh, I was just like, "Hey, uh, any uh, any of y'all need a ride anywhere?" I feel like I feel like hey. I feel like I feel like I need to start earning extra cash, and I figure if I was like operating an illegal on my terms, ta- I could be like uh, operating an illegal taxi. I feel like that's like a real go-getter winner thing. Anyway, just spitballing. I love your poo. I'm a sea pig. <laughs> in a couple years, I'm going to drive a jalopy to pick up Doctor Loomis in a Halloween sequel. <laughs> And then he's going to go on to win a surfing contest. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, See our episode on Halloween 4 for the Dr. Loomis origin of the Uber character and Earth Girls Are Easy for the explanation of the uh, surfing bit. For the Uh, awesome surfing montage. Or the YouTube channel where I cut that to video. So we think she's alive. Uh, The girls have a quick conference where they're like, all right. Let's search for this this lady. She's clearly not dead. Now she's out for vengeance, which like And Katie's like, I fucking told you guys <laughs> to call an ambulance. Yeah. No, that's And we seems threw like... an alive woman into a pool. <laughs> With a gut shot in this she's gotta have gangrene now. Look at that water. Oh, yeah, we're gonna cut her in half. <laughs> I was picturing like There's... a magic show. <laughs> He, like, superheats his, his giant saw so he can cauterize it. Yeah, yeah. So they're they're searching, and the crying girl is like, all right, I've had enough of this. I can't take it. I'm packing up, and I'm leaving. So she's no. in her room. First, she has to go to the house mother. Like, they're like, go pack up her stuff, and we'll say she left. And I was like, Vicky, we are getting real deep into why are you so good at this? <laughs> yes. See? See, that's the position I don't need to find myself in. <laughs> Why are you so good? That's what's gonna happen. I'm gonna end up being the Vicky, and you're gonna be the Katie of the situation. Yeah, I just am not gonna handle it well. Um, so she goes up to her room to pack the clothes, and the attic, which we find, I didn't realize the attic was like in her closet, opens up, and uh, her body comes tumbling out, and the girls are like. I wonder why she walked all the way up to the attic still bad. And I was like, you thought she walked to the attic still tied up in towels and a blanket? Yeah, the logic that they 
have come up with or that she untied herself went up there and retied herself like what and didn't like dry off like get out of here you morons you absolute morons aren't you all graduating yeah from college with degrees also they constantly cut back to the band for like 30 seconds at a time this band gets to play like three or four of their songs and like it is kind of ridiculous how much the this band is there and it's not a real band right like, if it had been, like, the Ramones or something crazy like that, sure. Yeah, well, makes actually, sense. Act- uh, I don't want to um actually you, but I did look up the band because I was curious, and they were actually pretty famous for DC. They were, like, local famous. <laughs> A-C-K-S-H-Y-O-O-A-L-L-Y. Actually. <laughs> well, no, but you know how there's, like, local famous bands? Like, there's yeah, three no, bands. Yeah, I got you. It, that's, they were a DC band. They were in another... Gotcha. A- they were in another slasher movie in 1980, although I forget the name of it. Oh. They had a niche. So one of the girls is getting solo drunk, and outside her room is the jack-in-the-box. And she uh, picks it up. She's, like, drunk. She gets naked and changes, and we see, like, a flash of side boob. Mm-hmm. It was very uh, conservative for a slasher movie of the 80s. Yeah, especially compared to the one we watched last week that was, like, good God, enough with the nudity already. <laughs> and the baseball. Yeah. <laughs> baseball and nudity. <laughs> So she's like, oh, this is fun. And then she gets stabbed in the stomach, like impaled. But like every kill in this movie until the very end, like they're all kind of like hidden. So getting stabbed in the gut is like fine, I guess. But it hides it. So you don't see anything. Yeah. And it was at this point I started to think that it might have been Katie or her date were the killers. Okay. Because I was like, it would be a really good cover for Katie, Katie to be like, I told you all we shouldn't have done this. Yeah, I would get behind that. I think that'd be a cool way for it to go. Um, and then Katie explores the attic. It's never quite clear. Like, we don't hear a lot of the party. Also, at this point, they've decided to, like, get one of the girl's car, put the body in it, and drive it away. Yeah. Now she's in the attic. Yeah. Because, sure. Um, also, she's got so a Katie's candle a- to light her way up there, which is, like, of course she does. <laughs> I was like, what is this? Like... 1700s yeah where's your flashlight yeah what are we doing here you should have a giant metal flashlight and of course the whole Uh, attic is like peeling wallpaper and creepy old toys but no dust on anything which should set off immediate alarm bells if you go to an attic and it's not dusty if you go to an attic not an addict (laughs) if you go to an (laughs) attic if you go up to an addict and he's not not covered in dust dust, you walk away bamboozled if you open an attic to a place and you are like searching for something and not sure about the general safety of the place, if there's no dust, get out, get leave away. Yeah. Um, I was, cause I was like, Oh wait, it can't be Katie. Cause I definitely think Katie's about to die as she's exploring <laughs> yep. this attic because up there, there's a card to Eric love mother. And so I was like, wait a minute, is her kid living in the attic? Like, is that what the story is? Plot twist. Yes, it is. Um, we see a giant clown costume. And I literally yelled, fuck that, alone in my <laughs> yeah. apartment. I, I yelled it. It was like, nope, nope, nope. I don't even have a clown yeah. thing, but no way. No way. It's like hanging. It's the perfect, it's the perfect, like, scary, ooh, someone's in it now moment. Like, I'll have a big old pile of nope with a side of nope and shave no thank you on top. Also, could I re- could you could I get a refill on my hell no? Like, 
No. Yeah, yeah I'm literally jumping down to the main floor of the house. <laughs> I'm I'm Kool-Aid manning through the window to my right and just like hoping for the best when I hit the ground. I'm not even doing that. I'm stepping off the you know how you have to step on the slats in the attic? Right? Like oh, yeah. I'm just jumping straight down between them. Like <laughs> through the insulation. Yeah, I'm gonna do a Tom Hanks into into the lower level like in uh Money Pit. Money Pit, thank you. Yeah, I'm gonna cannonball through the insulation into the party and be like, "What I miss? Give me some pot, cause I need to forget a lot." I'll have a hundred marijuanas, please, <laughs> and seventy-five alcohols. Um, so this dude surprises her up there, and he's like, "Whoa, there's lots of cool stuff up here. What you looking at?" And she's like, "Go, go downstairs. <laughs> like, what? Do you go get? back to the party, please. Go back. Yeah, get out of here." And he sees that there's a bloody bird in a cage. He, yeah, he bumps his. He first he gets on like a little riding tractor for a child, and then when he gets off of it, he bumps his head on a bird cage, and lo and behold, dead bird inside. And she's like, "Go, get out, get out, get out of the, get out of the attic. We're leaving." Which just makes it look like she did the bird murdering. <laughs> yeah, now this seems like it's your murder room, <laughs> it's Katie. Like, it's like this is where I come to murder birds and play with a jack in the box. <laughs> Um, so they go downstairs and then the other girls are like, look, we're bringing, you're using your souped up van. And the girl's like, I just got that. We're not putting a dead, a wet dead body in there. Yeah. Like, can't we get a tarp at least? And Vicky does the equivalent of like moving her jacket back to show the hilt of her gun. Move. Yes, she does. <laughs> to be like, was that a, uh, were you dissenting in the ranks? <laughs> Also, so from this she, point like, forward, this is like the last 30 minutes of the movie. From this point forward, it is like pedal to the metal murder time. <laughs> yes. They're like, oh, we can't th- we can't put her in the van in the front. So drive around to the old garage, whatever that means. Yeah. Like there was never a layout established <laughs> for this house. And I not, kind of wanted that. Not only was there a garage on this property, but there was a second old garage. <laughs> yeah. Like, what the hell? And they're like, how are we going to, we need some, like, we need something to roll her on. And I was like half expecting it to be, <laughs> to be uh, like a diner cart, like a dining cart. <laughs> that would have been very good. But instead there's a. Uh, or like a couple of skateboards that they like. Yeah. <laughs> I would have been down with skateboards. Instead there's a, a trash, like a big dumpster and they like throw her in. The girl's like, I have blood on my new white dress. The one who I think looked like PJ Souls to me. Yeah, yeah. She's the one that gets um, hysterical later, right? Or no, that's the frizzy haired girl. She does get hysterical. Okay. Um So they're all pushing this thing. And apparently they're pushing it fast enough that they crash into a cop. Yeah, this whole cop car part is the weirdest bit of the movie for me because the tension is supposed to be, oh, this cop might find out that they have a dead body in the dumpster. But like at I'm, this point, sure. Yeah, I'm kind of rooting for that because they're getting slowly killed and this might prevent that. Well, what I thought they should have said, because um, he's like awfully late to be taken out the trash. And they're like, uh, yeah, we always do it on Fridays. And he's like, it's 2 a.m. And I was like, just say it's sorority pledging. <laughs> I think he would Which know like, it's June. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like the last of the pledging. I guess. Like the final test of whatever. I don't, I didn't do it. So, uh, yeah. You could be like, it's the final test of whatever, blah, 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 blah. 
Like, we have to push this all the way over there. It's our final prank on the Beta Theta Pi house. Yeah, exactly. Well, also, the th- it's three girls. They hit the cop car, and the one girl's like, I have blood on my dress. And they're like, get out of here. And I was like, what cop isn't like, why does your friend sprint away from me? <laughs> She's very afraid of police, sir. Also, so that not girl for get- nothing, but not the greatest optics that she sprints really aggressively away from the only person of color in the entire movie. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. anyway. She runs back and runs into... This is Jeannie, into- by the way. This girl who's running back. Jeannie. Okay. Runs into the murderer and like has a scuffle with her, with the murderer. And the murderer drops a necklace, it looks like. Yeah. So Jeannie runs inside and finds Katie and is like, I don't know what's happening. She this turns into a me, Muppet. by the way. <laughs> so, so now you're Jeannie and I'm Kate. You're like, hey, I got to hide a body. I'm like, I don't know how to do that. I turn into Don Knotts. <laughs> There's too many elephants. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> Slash also you turn into like a Fozzie Bear Swedish chef. Yeah, I just, it's, I'm just not helpful in that situation. And this is what I noticed that the music in this movie is pretty good. Like, it's not synthy or, you know, cheesy. It's, I believe, the London Philharmonic performing it, which is kind of a crazy thing for one of these movies. I'm double-checking that right now. Yes, it's performed by the London, the London, the London, the London Philharmonic. Really? Yeah, it's by Richard Band, who's, like, fairly well-known in the horror community. Uh, It's done a bunch of TV, uh, Buffy, Smallville... Oh. Walker, Texas Ranger, Reanimator, lots of cult Stargate stuff. Stargate SG One. Yeah, a lot of a lot of cult stuff. Um, so at this point, the party is dead. Everyone's leaving, and I hear, I hear one girl go, "Yeah, just meet me at the bar late. Meet me at the bar in a little." And I was like, "It's two a.m. What bar is open?" Not the ones in College Park. I can tell you that from experience. Like, also not the ones anywhere. Like, there is a bar open in Philadelphia at, till 4 a.m., and it is an after-hours club. Also, there is, like, an astounding amount of beer and champagne in the kitchen of this apartment, or home, rather, because we just saw it when uh, Vicky was in there, or Jeannie was in there. There's a ton of cheap beer. Yeah. And many different brands, which is unusual. Yeah, it wasn't just, like, beer and light beer. Um so Jeannie grabs a knife and runs away, and my 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 constant complaint with these movies, Jeannie's too damn loud. Oh yeah, for someone who is hiding, I'm like she's hiding in a bathroom stall, which is the worst place to hide, Jeannie. But also she won't shut up. No, it's almost as bad as the bits where they have an actress like cover her mouth so you can't hear her breathing. She's she's silencing herself, which I always find to be the oddest thing for a person to do i like that i think it makes sense i guess also an interesting thing before she gets to the bathroom upstairs we see the party in full swing and one of my favorite Mm -hmm. things about parties with music in the pre mixtape era which i guess this is in the mixtape era and you could have easily accomplished it but this is probably the tail end of it someone is sitting down and playing the piano and it's not the most obnoxious thing that they could do at a party yes yes because if you do that like the now... The band has left. Yeah. But they're all, like, gathered around the piano, and he's playing songs, and they're singing together, and it's, like, kind of a sweet moment, which makes sense in an era where you couldn't just make a Spotify playlist for four hours and have party music that you needed to have music, and I get that, and swapping records is kind of a pain in the ass in that scenario. 
But I just love the like if a dude sat down at the piano and like you know cracked his knuckles and started like doing some trills, I'd be like, oh my god, someone dump a bucket of pigs. Yeah, someone dump a bucket of pig's blood on that guy already. Like, let's get on with this. Um, so Jeannie tries to fight back with her kitchen knife and is immediately stabbed. Somehow and, like, the killer garroted. opens the stall door, shuts it, and locks the two of them in there before she can stab the killer. It's really bad. Yeah, and the killer unlocks the stall on the bathroom door, too. Well, you could do that with a coin in most bathrooms. I know. I was. I, I didn't. I didn't picture this killer carrying around a coin. Well, a sharp knife that he that would probably do it too. He seems to have one of those. Oh yeah, the walking stick. Um. So, uh, Kate goes outside and finds the tag, which is the medical alert, like the medic ID thing <clears throat> that Mrs. Slater was given in the beginning of the movie that we totally forgot to talk about. Um, oh so right, she calls the, the identity bracelet that he the doctor gives her for the safe. life alert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she calls the doctor and she's like, um, yeah, I found this tag where my friend was attacked and like a bunch of my friends were attacked and they're missing. And, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know where Mrs. Slater is. She could be anywhere, but you should come over doctor. And he's like, stay right there. And Nick shows up and does like an exposition Samba to be like, all right, a long time ago, it was black and white for some reason. I tried to deliver experimental drugs to this woman so she could have a baby because she desperately wanted to have a baby. And then the baby came out and it was all deformed and it was a freak show. And by the way, that woman is now your den mother. I mean, house mother. Also, uh, she's missing and very dangerous. We should probably figure out what to do about that. Also, her kid was defo living in your attic. And, I, and Andrew was right. Yes. Oh, and he had a birthday on June 19th, so that explains why you had to leave the house by June 18th so that she could celebrate her weirdo son's birthday without having to keep him trapped up there. Also, did no one ever hear him walking around the dang attic? Like, I feel like that would have <laughs> happened over the year. Like, someone had to figure this out. That's Well, she said she used to hear music from there sometimes, which yeah. means he was playing around up there. Yeah. He's got, like, 68 toys. They all make noise. Someone would have heard this kid. Yeah, so they go up by the pool so she can be like, look, this is where her body is. And she turns on the pool lights and all of her friends, except for the three, the two that are at the cemetery, are in the pool. Yeah, it's really gnarly. And then she does that movie freak out hug thing that is really common in older movies that you don't see as much in the 80s, where she's like pounding on this guy with her fists like really weakly and he's holding her really tight. And he's like, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. It's like, you it's not just, your fault. You just it's met not your this, fault. You just met this woman. You do not have the ability to soothe her with, it's okay. Those are her best friends. They're dead in a pool and it's mostly her fault <laughs> like get out of here there's a lot to unpack here buddy they call the police and they go to the cemetery and at the cemetery before they get there vicky and the other girl the girl whose van it was are quickly killed by the well, killer also they're digging a hole with shovels and like a ladder to get down low enough to dig this grave that they're doing it is a perfectly symmetrical square hole that has clearly been well, dug. It started that way. Oh, this is like an open grave that just happened to be there. Yeah, they found the grave and were oh, digging deeper to put her body that. in. Okay, I missed that part because I was like, "Why is there this fake astroturf around it? Like they're doing a burial? Like what is this?" Okay. Yeah, no, it was a re- it was a cemetery. They found the open grave at the cemetery that was I'm, like due next. I must have missed that. Sorry. Yeah, and this is when I really was like, "That bird does not look sharp enough to do as much damage as it is." 
No, it definitely does not seem like it would be this crazy weapon that it is. So then they arrive at this. She gets her throat slit with it, and it's like the only time you ever see like a cut in the movie that they you made a prop or uh, you know effect shot for. Mm -hmm. And it's like beautifully bright red. Like it's uh, the colors in this movie are great. Yeah, it's almost Technicolor. Mm -hmm. Um. So Kate and the doctor show up at the cemetery and find the dead bodies. And he's like, we have to get back to the house now. Like, let's go. Did you notice her eye twitched when they unzipped the body bag? Yes. Okay. Because I thought she was, I thought she might be the killer still. Yeah, I did too. That's why I was like, oh, snap. Is this like a mom and son together, together murdering? Because I would like that. So they go back to the house and then she's freaking out and she's in the car. She's like, look, we have to get the police are coming. He's like, no, they're not. They're not going to be here. Why should they? No one's called them. And she's like, what are you talking about? And he injects her with something. He's like, just a mild sedative. And I was like, wait a minute. Is he the murderer now? <laughs> In terms of third act insanity, this ranks very high. So for someone who like th- supposedly isn't a murderer, he injects her with a sedative and then is really aggressively forcing her around the house. I also don't understand what his plan is because he's like, all right, you'll be the bait. So he puts her in this room that's adjacent to the pool. He props open the door and he barricades the door to the house. So there's only one room, one way, one way into the room. And then he's hiding with a tranquilizer gun. But then he says later that if it gets out that he did this and made this like freakish human, it would ruin his career. So why does he have a tranquilizer gun? Like, what is he going to do? Tranquilize the freak boy and then take him home and dismember him or something? Like what nefarious thing uh- happens next? I don't know, actually. I never, I never, I didn't think about that part. Also, why is it so easy for people in movies to find tranquilizer guns? Why is this a thing that is just so simple to take care of? You think you can just walk into a department store and be like, I'll have a tranquilizer gun and the darts that'll put out a human, please. You, what? Why does this doctor have a tranquilizer gun? Like, that's my favorite, one of my favorite jokes from Don't Trust the Bee in Apartment 23, that she just, she's like, yeah, I have a tranquilizer dart. I have a trank dart gun. And she just, like, starts using it on people. And they have, yeah. like, the big bright feathers. Like, they go the whole nine. Like, look, this is silly and stupid. So her date... Like, so this is where the movie starts turning really, like, really awesome with the visuals. Because the chair she's sitting in is super... Is, like, hit with a pink spotlight. They 100% stole this for a scream, by the way. The first scream? Yeah, where the boyfriend's tied up in the, next to the pool. Like, the lighting of it and the way that it's shot, it's 100% they stole it for scream. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Yes, 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 yes. I thought you, yes. Um, but it feels a little, this version of it feels more like Argento. Yeah, it is very cool. Um, like it's trippy and, and technicolor and there's like flashes of dancing people that keep appearing on the porch and then the spinning cane and then the dead mother, (sighs) the house mother (laughs) appears holding the cane and then her dead friends are, like, doing a little zombie shuffle out of there. It's very uh, – you said Argento. I would say almost David Lynchian, like, very dreamy yeah. and weird. Yeah. Yes, I agree with that. Um, so then her date from the party walks in, and he gets tranked in the arm. <laughs> and he immediately – he goes down like a sack of hammers. It's just like <laughs> thump, like, and he's, he's was out. Was that, like, enough to kill a bear? I like, know. Oh, he falls out instantly. And the doctor, like <laughs> – hooks him to the armpits and is dragging him away. And it's like, hey, Doc, I know that you, like, think that's a problem you have to deal with, but maybe just wait until you've solved the actual murderer problem and then deal with that. 
Or maybe talk it out with the girl who's sedated in a chair. Yes. Because right now it looks like you're going to murder the guy who was her date to the party. Yeah. You look like a crazy person. and You don't look good here. Just FYI. <laughs> this, is, this is not the best look for you, Doc. So she managed to get up the strength to run away. And she runs upstairs. And he's following her. And I was like, oh, is this where we're going to get the monologue where he's really the killer? No, this is the monologue where, like, these were experimental fertility drugs that I administered without the FDA knowing, created some kind of a goblin monster, and now I have to kill that monster so no one can ever know. Right. Like, this is a very weird movie, by the way. It turns into a very strange thing. Yeah, and from what I understand, the the remake is a little less da-fuck. Yeah. Honestly, Um, the charm in it is the insanity for me. Like, I'm not sure I care about a remake. I think if it was a little... Especially if Carrie Fisher is the one who's the evil den mother. She's not. Oh, okay. It's completely not that at all. It's... So, quick tangent. (laughs) The plot is that this girl finds out her boyfriend's cheating on her, so she enlists the help of her her sorority sisters to prank him. Oh, with a gun by by putting his his cane in the pool? (laughs) No, they're having sex and she fakes a heart attack and dies on top of him and to like traumatize him, I guess. And so that is like, also to- not a prank. Well, he cheated on her. So it's less of prank and more of vengeance, I guess. Okay. All right. Fair. So they like take her. They're like, oh, we have to take her body somewhere. So like, they take it to the lake and he's like freaking out and they're like, it's okay. Like we'll take care of this. And someone says like, oh, like. We have to let the air out of her lungs so she'll float to the top. And when they're all not looking, he takes a tire iron and stabs her. Oh, man. And actually kills her. And they're all like, whoa, buddy. That's not what we meant. <laughs> so they so they dump her body in a well and they agree to keep the secret. With the boyfriend? Yeah, he's now in on it. But at that point... Ugh. At that point, what? Go ahead. All they have to do is turn him in. Like, hey, this prank went awry and he murdered her. It was an accident. He shouldn't go to jail. We're all off the hook here. Is that how that works, though? Uh, They're all white. I think they are. Well, (laughs) yes, that's how that would work. Like, come on. So Eric Eric ends up killing the doctor by throwing him over a railing. Back to this movie. And it's kind of great looking. And you're kind of really happy about it because the doctor's such a putz. Mm -hmm. He's crazy. Yeah. And this is, so she sees, she's like at the top of the stairs and she sees the, she sees Sloth standing over the doctor and she's like, um, she goes to shoot him and it, the safety's on. And so he just hears her clicking and looks at her. So she runs into the bathroom and proceeds to be just the loudest final girl I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, she finds the one girl's head in the toilet, like all this blood everywhere, and just like a head smiling up at her with the eyes open in the toilet, which is yeah, great. which is awesome. Yeah, it to me it felt more like the middle of the final girl journey. It didn't feel like the the finale of the final girl. Like, she still felt a little like, oh, I'm not sure what I'm doing. Like, I need Jamie Lee Curtis at the end of Halloween where she's like, go to the neighbor's house and get help. Yeah. Do you understand? Yeah. Like, I'm I'm, I'm the boss bitch now. Look at me. You know? Uh, I'm the captain now. Exactly. Uh, she goes up in the attic and lays a trap with the jack-in-the-box, which seems really clever, except turns out, nope. I, he's, Chekhov's clown costume. Yeah, exactly. Uh, which is uh, definitely a first on this show. 
But how did he get up there? Does he have secret passageways? Like, we did not establish it's that. Clue. Well, it is clue. If he has secret passageways a la Black Christmas, then was he just like hiding in the walls of these girls' rooms and spying on them? The like untold creepy sexual monster part of the story is very interesting to me. And I wouldn't have thought about it except for the revelation earlier in the episode vis-a-vis the pool. Because obviously mm-hmm. she had to keep his freak sexual urges at bay with the keeping them away from the pool. So <laughs> Anything is on the table for the the weird nonsense of this movie. None okay. of which is on screen, by the way. I want to reemphasize that. No. I made all that of is this all up. headcanon. All things that I am now thinking about with the movie. So then she like goes to shoot him, and oh the gun has now got blanks in it again. Because <laughs> goddamn, there was one random bullet in the middle of the clip, and so she's like, "This is useless," and she picks up a doll. She like kicks a ball to him to distract him. And she picks up a doll and rips the head off, and there's a knife in the neck? Yeah, I didn't get that at all, and I thought that I had missed something earlier in the movie, but it did not appear to be the case. Yeah, no, it does not explain anything. It just says, she then, in Wikipedia, it just says, she then grabs a doll and uses the pin sticking out of its neck to stab him numerous times. That's not an explanation, Yeah, Wikipedia. I guess that's how old dolls were constructed, which seems psychotic, but... Uh, horrifying. Yeah. So, also, she, like, shoots, doesn't... It's, there's no bullets to the gun, and then she, like, weakly throws the gun at him. It doesn't even hit him. And then, you know, with the stabbing, you know, you think it's dead, and then right before the movie ends, his eyes pop open! And that is the end of The House on Sorority Row. Final thoughts? Yeah. It's it's pretty good. It's enjoyable. Like, it's fun. It's dumb. I actually um, really like this. I would totally watch it again. I would show this to other people. I maybe. would, too. Yeah, it's it's certainly not amazing by any stretch, but it's fun. It moves quickly. You're, you're kind of rooting for the girls to get picked off because they're dumb as bag of rocks and kind of evil with the whole murder cover-up thing. It's just yeah. – it's kind of a good – it's a good slasher. Certainly, I think – Easily my favorite of the three we did this month. Um, what do we do? Hang on. <laughs> you forgot Sorority. already. House on Sorority Row, The Slumber Party Massacre. Slumber Party Massacre. And the first one was called... Oh, New Year's Evil. Yes. Um, yeah, I would agree then. This is definitely the best of the three. Yeah. And normally we do an F. Mary Kill, but I think we would agree on this one that the worst one was the ridiculous over-the-top nudity and the New Year's Evils in the middle. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah, uh, but I would I would recommend this. It's on Amazon Prime. It's worth your time to to check it out if you like slasher movies and and want to want to get a little off October taste here. Uh, yeah, I would I would say this is this is worth your time. Sorry for all the digressions in this episode. If that's not a thing you enjoy, but uh, I don't know. Sometimes that's just what happens. Uh, that's uh, yeah, that's just what happens sometimes. Thank you guys so much for listening to the show. We really, really appreciate having folks out there listening to us. Um, If you could do us a huge favor, you could do something really simple, and that is to rate and review the show. I know you hear that from every podcast you listen to, but it sincerely does make a difference, and it would be really helpful to us if you uh, would take the time to review the show. It doesn't take very long, and we read them on the air. You can get a hold of us a couple other ways. We have a Facebook page. It's facebook.com slash dissecting the 80s. Twitter 
facebook.com slash dissect the 80s it's slightly different there and you can also give us a call on the dissecting the 80s hotline that number is 856 d-i-s-s-e-c-t that is 856 so if you wanted to give us a call we could uh we could hear some requests or comments or whatever like that maybe one day down the road we'll do a listener request month we've talked about that before and uh, if that's a thing you'd like get at us uh and it's dissecting the 80s at gmail.com that is all the ways you could get a hold of us next month brings also skywriting <laughs> if you take us if you do above some the philadelphia area yeah yeah or if baltimore yeah um next month our next episode comes to you as the start of one of our favorite traditions on this show uh and one that uh someone some people have raised concern like can it go on for a while yeah we're good for a few more years uh <laughs> i know that's hard to believe there are that many of these in the 80s but it's one of the only things we do that like does have a finite number. Though. Yes, yeah, we will eventually. Like, we'll never run out of the eighties. Yes, but we are eventually going to run out of fours for February. Uh, we are doing crime and punishment for our theme this year, uh, tying into some to, to some things, and we have a surprise. That uh, we may have a little guest spot switcheroo on our next episode. So look forward to that. We'll explain it when we get there for the next episode. But we'll be uh, appearing on another show and having another show up here on this one. That movie, of course, is Police Academy 4. Citizens on Patrol, I think, is the subtitle. Anyway, it's the return of the goot. Our favorite. Our absolute favorite. The goot. The goot is loose. With the fourth in, I think, eight Police Academy movies. There's so many of them. Um, there's really that many? Yes. There's a, a cartoon spinoff. And it's it just, it's a lot. A lot of nonsense. So we will be back with an episode about Police Academy on February 12th. Hey, we haven't, the next episode after that is on my actual birthday. That's oh, neat. Oh, that doesn't happen often. No. So I have been Triplano. And I will always be Andrew Lano. Until February 12th. Don't you forget about me. Dissecting the 80s is a chum sum of this production. The things we're going to cut out in editing. So she checks herself. Go ahead. Go. No, you take it. Take it. Take it.